come here the moon is calling a miasma of putrid decay the witching hour draws near who dares touch these rotting bones and three degenerates are about to delve into cinema's most gruesome and bizarre films two at a time the mark of satan is upon them late hours Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. It is Late Night Psychorama once again, because you keep coming back for more for some reason. Uh, Another double feature coming your way. Uh, There will be spoilers, and we will run our mouths. And if you've heard us before, you know this. And, uh, yeah, the usual nonsense. I'm Joe. I'm Andrew. I'm Jonathan. And we have yet another guest today. Guest, who are you? This is Max Gordon. (laughs) (laughs) Max, what are you famous for? Not a goddamn thing. Yeah, that's probably going to always stay that way. But you're in, uh, tell, tell us the bands you work in. We can plug this. We'll use this as a as a way to get listeners three more. Do I have to do this? Oh no, of course not. Nobody fucking cares. All right. I play in a band called Devil Master and another band called Grave Turner. I've never heard Grave Turner. I just knew Devil Master. Really? No. You probably like that one. Really? Would I like that one more than Devil Master? You like Judas Priest? Yeah. Probably, yeah. But the only bands I like that sound like Judas Priest are Judas Priest. <laughs> Honestly. Me too. Yeah. I, I'm just yeah, I'm not I'm not some power metal Grave Turner. Life metal wimp. Give it a give it a listen. Okay. All right. Grave Turner. That doesn't sound like a Judas Priest sounding band. Give it a listen. Yeah. It sounds like if like like a late eighties crossover slightly death metal band. Like some like Grave Turner sounds like somebody who would sound like slaughter. Canadian slaughter, not glam metal slaughter. Uh, we're not as heavy as Canadian Slaughter. Yeah, nobody really is. <laughs> Canadian Slaughter is is Celtic Frost and Cryptic Slaughter wrestling in a graveyard. That's what that band. I like. could I could agree with that. Yeah, it's it's phenomenal. It's one of the greatest fucking things that ever recorded. Is it the best Canadian death? Me- yeah, best Canadian death metal record. Yeah. Well, I yeah, mean, I Blasphemy has a uh, challenges it. Yeah, but I mean. What's more fun to listen to, though? Yeah, I what mean, do you Fallen Angel of yeah. Doom is only going to come out so often. Yeah, that's true. But but I like like I've finally gotten into a Fallen Angel of Doom, so it's fresher to me. Oh, there you go. Like that was like a very hard album for me to finally like get into, and then I followed your advice actually, where I did the demos the first. Demo first, yeah, yeah, and then and then I bled into it. But like it's fucking solid now. But yeah, Slaughter is just perfect. It's like Impetigo, where it has this like punk feel, so it sounds more fun than you know. Know, like other death metal bands, you know that Chuck was in them. Chuck Schuldner was in Slaughter for like five minutes, right? Really? He moved yeah. to Canada and was living in the guy's. I forget what member, but he was living in his basement, and his mom found out, and he just left. Death he, had like a. He lot was of, running up phone bills in the basement. Yeah, Death had lots of weird incarnations before he finally like settled down with Chris Reifert and made Eric Screamer. Breck from DRI was in yeah, the band yeah. at one point. Oh yeah. Um. Originally, the guys from Repulsion moved to Florida, and they were in it with Cam Lee. And then uh, uh, they had to break up because Cam Lee 
uh, decided to hang out at the mall rather than go to band practice. But that works out because we wouldn't have had repulsion if, if that was... Yeah. All right, should we go? None of our listeners want to hear this shit. I certainly don't. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Anybody watch anything that they want to blab about for a minute? I watched uh, yesterday The Battle Wizard, which is a fucking... The Battle Wizard. Yeah, it was a colorful, fun, bonkers Shaw Brothers movie with uh, Danny Lee from The Killer mm-hmm. and... Uh, it was one of those ones where it's like very fantasy like, so people were like shooting lasers out of their uh, fingers and palms. And one dude like breathed fire, and one guy fought a giant red snake and drank its blood to give superpowers. Mm. And there was a villain that looked like Frankenstein's monster was an inframan. It was, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was, it was, it, it th- awesome. thumbs up. It was phenomenal. And they used the, uh, the soundtrack from Dawn of the Dead. Just not not the whole thing, but like two pieces of it. None of the goblin stuff, but like the like the public domain stuff, and they just repetitively used like those like two tracks from that over and over again, which I think we're going to get into when we talk about one of these movies. Uh, what else did I watch? I, I watched a few. Oh, I watched Greetings, which uh, the first uh, Robert De Niro. Brian De Palma movie, which wasn't as good as Hi Mom. I've seen that one first, which I liked a lot more. But it was it was neat, and apparently it was the first X-rated movie. Really? Yeah, yeah, I read that, which is kind of interesting. Well, this was X before X meant like porno, right? Um, and then I got I five episodes in the uh, BBC, um. 1981 Day of the Triffids miniseries, okay. which is actually really fucking cool, which I highly recommend. And uh, yeah, besides that, no, nothing. Max, what about you? Have you watched anything cool lately? The only movie I've watched recently was a Shaw Brothers movie called Kung Fu Commandos. Whoa, wait, what? And the alternate title on the VHS was The Wild Bunch vs. The Dirty Dozen. And all I saw was that, what? and I immediately just grabbed it. <laughs> Whoa. Was there, any, was there any, like, famous Shaw Brothers people in it? Not at all. Wow. And it, but it was Shaw Brothers. It was just a random... It was a pretty movie. random, amorphous Shaw Brothers movie, okay. but it was cool, and I would recommend it. Wow, I'm going to look up The Wild Bunch versus The Dirty Dozen. That sounds pretty fucking Yeah, intense. I mean, wh- why would you not? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Anybody else? Uh, Another Shaw Brothers movie? That's a weird theme. Yeah. No. One with Danny I Lee. I didn't get anything else in besides the two. We're the two discussing. movies. I feel like Danny Lee has come up like the last three episodes. Yeah, he was in a lot of stuff. I mean, he would always be the guy from The Killer for me because that was like the first and only thing I see of him yeah. for like the first. 17 years of my life and then all of a sudden I found Inframan and <laughs> yeah. then he just like popped up in like a lot of other movies uh, it's, and then like when I started watching Cat 3 movies he shows up in a bunch of those so really really interesting guy him and Anthony Wong who was the villain in Hard Boiled he was a guy who pops up in a bunch of those Cat 3 movies first movie we will be discussing tonight is Hunchback of the Morgue death is on its way Beware the hunchback of the morgue. A freak 
of nature. A slave with a body broken from torture. A maniac with crimes beyond your wildest terrors. What kind of underground horror chamber is he building? What kind of monster is he creating? Why does he need more and more flesh? Who is he? What is his weird secret? The secret that strangles an entire city with fear. The secret you'll remember all the way to your coffin. secret that made him the hunchback of the moor. And we will be discussing the Corpse Grinders. Your product is selling so fast, Mr. Landau, that it's almost impossible to find it on the shelves. It wasn't my idea, it was yours. What could have been sweeter? Using human flesh. You'd chop them up and ship them out in cans. Why would the cats suddenly turn into man-eaters? <laughs> So tell us about Hunchback of the Morgue. Max looks scared. Stiff. I'm going to interrupt you, Joe, and say that this movie I suggested myself to watch. Oh yeah, this was yeah, this was his call. I told I asked Max because if I he wanted wanted to talk about it. Yeah, with other I, people. I, I, okay. uh, all right, going. Here we have yet another tale of love and loss. It's also the tale of a hunchback and a crazy scientist and body parts. Dead Gotho ain't having it. Yeah, I was over at your house, and I asked if you wanted to come on, and the, this was like the movie you brought up in like a second. You just wanted to be like, <laughs> yeah, let's talk about Hunchback of the Morgue, which is, th- this is a favorite of yours, right? Is this, this is your it's favorite? definitely a favorite of mine. It's such a fucking crazy movie. It just goes so many places, but somehow stays serious the whole time. Yeah. no, no It's a sad fucking movie. Yes, no, uh, that's that's one thing I wanted to bring up, especially... Um, we're allowed to say spoilers? Yes, yes. yes, yes spoilers. Very... All right, I think the second time I watched this movie, I was having a rough day, like I was real sad about something, and right before the his love interest dies, he gets beat up outside, Yeah, and he comes in right before she dies, and the the nurse says, if you were here one moment earlier, you would have talked to her in her last moment, and I winced <laughs> watching this movie. <laughs> It was so intense because, and then she doesn't tell him her last words, which is like, yeah. You'll never know. It's so fucking bleak. Yeah, yeah. It's it sad is. for many reasons. I mean, it it has something sweet and romantic to it. Oddly enough, considering the movie yeah. itself. I mean, <laughs> I'm okay. This is one of the few Paul Nashi movies that he actually kind of successfully gets the formula 
of what he's emulating down. Well, the um, it was directed by somebody else. He, the the guy who directed this was named Javier. I can't pronounce his last name. Andrew, can you give me a hand here? I gotta read it. A g u i r r e. I know I'm just gonna butcher <laughs> it, so I just handed it over to you. Yeah, Spain Spanish is a little different, but oh, is it? Oh Christ! Yeah, isn't that the Wrath of God? Oh yeah! Whoa! Fucking good call. Is that his, how you exp- how you Aguirre? pronounce it? Aguirre. Aguirre. Yeah. Wow! Good the- fucking. Well, check out the big brain on Max over here. <laughs> I was gonna come in with a big brain today. Okay. Well, well this guy directed two of, two movies. What is it? Nashi or Nashi? Doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> He's it's, dead. It's made up anyway, so it doesn't. Yeah, matter. it's a Spanish man um, trying well, to emulate a German sounding name. Yeah, you know, he did uh, Count Dracula's Great Love with him, and they both came out the same year. Mm-hmm. And uh, I have not seen that one yet. I, I've seen it, but it's been like like it would be practically new to me because I haven't seen it in forever. <laughs> Vinegar Syndrome put it out, uh, so I might check it out on there because uh, I'm not a huge Paul Nashi fan. It uh, I've seen like a good chunk of his werewolf movies, um, Vengeance of the Zombies. I've seen. I've seen. Uh, his mummy movie. We did the people who in the dark, which we were all kind of like, uh, about, mm-hmm. um, but this one, I mean, like it moves a lot faster. It has a great atmosphere. It's, it's, and you actually give a shit about him. Like his werewolf movies, he plays like this cursed guy, but you don't feel nearly as poor for him as you do for Gato, Gotho, Gotho, Gato. And it's it, and yeah, it like it's sad and, ooh, the the scene where not only like his like dead loved one, uh, is is eaten apart by rats. Oh fuck! Yeah. I forgot about that part. Yeah. But then when like the three lab technician guys are just like, ah, she smells like rotten meat. Let's just throw her in the vat of acid because he's planning on her being like brought back to life by the mad scientist guy. And don't skip over the fact that those rats were like Burned set on alive. fire. Yeah, they were yeah. Immolated. That, that that was the that this is the second time I watched rats be set on fire. I watched Wild Beasts again like oh a month gosh. ago, and yeah, rats being set on fire is like the 2019 theme for me. It's awful. <laughs> also. Yeah. I was watching that. I had to pause it during a scene. During that scene, they got a a shot of a rat eating another rat's eye in that scene. Whoa! I didn't even catch that. I, that. I was like, "How did they get so lucky as to like get that yeah. in there?" <laughs> also, not to like jump ahead, but those two, like three or two henchmen that throw her body. Yeah. In, do you remember later seeing them? Yes. Tied yes. together, sulfuric acid melted. Still walking, yeah, moaning, carrying the dead guy, yeah. What the fuck? Why is that in that movie <laughs> and, at all? And not only that, like they show up again a little bit later. Like the, the you see, yeah. they're just cursed to walk around that subterranean <laughs> tortured chamber, mad scientist. Also, position. where did they get the budget to make that? I whole yeah. chamber. Yeah. The whole movie looks like it had a a, a much more healthy budget compared to other. Uh, material. Yeah, that Which that too. I'm, I'm guessing the director has something to do with that, uh, or or yeah, he just had a better eye, so he learned to like work things on on the cheap, you know. 
when you, you ever watch one of those movies. Or they might have just trusted him with money that yeah. they wouldn't give <laughs> yeah, Mr. Yeah. Molina. That Paul Nashi made literally over 100 movies. He probably knew how to get something produced with a small budget. Yeah. And given the opportunity of having a bigger budget, he probably knew how to... Well, l- l- let's backtrack. The The movie takes place... It, well, it's one of those things where I like where it's like a gothic horror movie from like the early 70s, but it takes place in the early 70s, but still has that weird like gothic horror feel, which is like... You get movies like... Um, uh, Baron Blood is a good example where it's mm-hmm. like you know it's the dilapidated castle and all, but it's like modern. Yeah, people. and similar to that movie, you can go through like ten minute stretches of the movie and you have no idea what decade or even century yes, it's taking place. Yes. I didn't. I forgot that <laughs> that that Hunchback of the Morgue takes place in the seventies until like twenty minutes into the movie where yeah. you see someone wearing like stylish clothing, one of those doctors. Yeah. Even the tavern where the movie begins, like it looks like one of those old timey yeah, taverns from the eighteen thirties. Yeah, the whole town looks kind of old, and it's it's not until the hospital really where you where you exactly. that, that's yeah. yeah that's that's where like it, it clued into me. Yeah. So uh, yeah, you have and even him like the Hunchback. That's like such like a classic horror movie, mm-hmm. like eighteenth century, like or yeah. you know same trope. With, same with Baron Blood. Like there's all these shots of the Baron walking through the streets and there's like fog yeah and like the street the city is old so you're like what what time period is this <laughs> taking place in but um so we start out gotho he he just works in the morgue do, do they really explain what he does it's just like a guy who just pushes bodies around well, pretty much yeah it's, a, it's an interesting autopsy he does to the the one body in the beginning like or i don't know what he's doing is he disposing of the body because all he does is just chop, chop off the arms and feet yeah yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, that what? was strange for sure so is he like some kind of like necro pervert no i think he's doing it for the no. hospital for he, whatever reason yeah well, he actually has involvement in the yeah i know that this the scientist knows him and trusts him but they talk about in one scene about how when they're discussing if he could be the killer of all these like murders, they're like he has some kind of like um mental disabilities. Right. Yeah. And like so he's not really like sinister at all and he has no idea what's going on. He when has... he believes that the doctor could bring that lady mm-hmm. back to life, you like you realize like, oh, he really has no grip on reality. He has diminished intelligence. Yes. Yeah. Um So he, he loses the, the girl, she dies. Uh, and immediately, the lab technicians or whoever the morgue attendants want to like rob her corpse, which this is what the first like ten minutes of the movie, and he dispatches both of them in like a gloriously gory sequence. the The guts the one guy spills actually looks look legitimate, like they look like animal guts. I guess they you know yeah. Hang on, I'm chewing. The gore in that movie is very good, but it's always incidental. Like, it right. doesn't have anything to do with the plot, and they don't make a big deal of it when it happens. <coughs> Especially in that scene where he, like, he beheads someone. Yes. Like, yeah. like, really, a, like with a hatchet or something. In, like, five seconds. <laughs> yes. And there's a shot of the, the head, and then he just goes back to staring at the his love interest. Yeah, and then he takes her down into the, the sewers, I guess, where, like, the Inquisition chambers are, where you get to see all these yeah. cool torture the devices. set. Where he leaves her, where there's like all these skeletons yes. of like deteriorated bodies. Mm-hmm. What the fuck? The one of them looks like a, a a cameo from a blind dead guy. 
the the guy in the weird robe. Did you catch that, Joe? I I figured I wouldn't be the only one. It looks like there's like one of the blind dead that's just there. I know it's just yeah. a body. He uses him as like a shield when he fights the rats with the torch. <laughs> oh, right. yeah. yeah. <laughs> I love how they just you know submerge into that that weird dungeon cavern place. Like it it it's kind of interesting because they just. Like, where would you put that in a town like this? Yeah. But then they're just the genius of just like, hey, let's just dig a hole and have you climb through that. Yeah, absolutely. And then, and then there's the set. There's the cool do you, dungeon. Do you think that, that those caverns and stuff were really there? They just used something that's been there forever? It looks like they made those yeah. sets, but maybe they just did it on the real cheap that, and actually found an old that, That's what I think. Because the, the town itself. Spain, you know, there might be. Yeah, that's <laughs> true. The, the town itself has this, like, just this worn out quality to it that, that looks really cool, which is like fucks with the timeline of what year you think this movie takes place. Yeah, I don't even remember really seeing a car in that movie. No, no. It's all, like everybody's just kind of like casually walking around too. Like the yeah. kids that like, they're all dressed up in like school kid outfits when they all throw rocks at poor Gotho. Yeah. So, like it, it, it's absolutely timeless. It's like, what do people in that town do? It's like they go all go to the one tavern. They all work in the hospital or something. Yeah. 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 It's when they only exist in the movie. They, <laughs> they don't have like lives outside of who they play, <laughs> which is a, which is a big problem. in These type of movies, the set and those people as well reminded me of Fatsik or Wojciech that, classic story like the old play but it's also that <coughs> herzog kinski movie you guys know what i'm talking about no go, go on Fotzik, it's like a old german play turned into an opera turned into okay. a movie fucking kinski <laughs> made it it was played the guy kinski or herzog made herzog it. made it kinski was in it but it's about this character who just gets berated by every single other character in the yeah. story all right, and it reminded me of that. Oh, that's that's sad. Yeah, I haven't seen too many Werner Herzog like, movies. Really? Yeah, I, 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 it's not my bag. Really? What about Nosferatu? No. I've I would, seen that one. I would think Herzog would be right up your alley. What about I, Wrath of God? I've seen Wrath of God. That's the one where he throws the monkey, right? He's look holding the you monkey. You are a depraved fucking person. <laughs> Why? That's the, that's the part you remember of that movie? <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. I mean, that's the part that made the biggest mark. I mean, the poor fucking monkey. Fuck. Uh, it, I, it's not too often where I watch a pedophile throw an exotic animal around. I hope. <laughs> <laughs> that shouldn't even need to be said. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Uh, Joe, what did you think of Hunchback of the Morgue? I I love it. It it's it's uh I wasn't necessarily expecting all that much because when I see Paul Nashi I immediately am like uh yeah. Like because even Wait, though is he, this a first time viewing for you? This was a first time viewing. Whoa, okay. Um cuz even though he has some winners that, that that I like a lot, I you know, I always assume that it'll be the on the flip side of yeah. that. But this was an, another one and actually it's probably my favorite one of his. It, it, it's now. it's for me too. It used to be Inquisition. Which, which is tough to knock Inquisition out of my out of my favorite. But I I agree with position, you. His his hit hit to miss ratio is is you know, low. But uh, this one is like, and it feels more like a Paul Nashi movie than Inquisition too, which is even surprising. Um, everything from the atmosphere, 
it, it moves a lot faster than his yes. other movies, yes. which helps a lot yes. because, and it helps a lot that there's so much weird shit going on. I mean, you got fucking human butchery, you got corpse mutilation, you got grave <coughs> robbing, you got hunchback sex, you got. You got torture chambers you got vats of acid you got a mad scientist you got some fucking weird slime monster that eats people and it's what under an hour and 20 minutes <laughs> you know really. the editor of that movie is a fucking god <laughs> <laughs> the cutscenes were so good yeah that movie could have been fucking 20 minutes longer and it wasn't fortunately yeah you're right you're right. it moves so fast that i didn't realize that there was two ladies lady doctors I oh, thought there was yeah. one well, until kind of blonde, right? Yeah, they and and nobody really has a character besides Gotho and the mad scientist. The other people are just like bland townsfolk people. Yeah, and uh, and then when like the ones like strapped down, but the other ones like locked in a room somewhere, I was like, oh wait, there's two people. <laughs> it, it, that that kind of threw me off guard. Well, because they show the first doctor pretty early on in the movie, and then she doesn't come back for quite a while. Yes, yes, yeah. that's that's probably what, well. Until well, here's she the here's Gotho, right? Here's the thing, like the movie's really great, but if like you try to make sense of it, 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 it you don't. can't. Yeah, it's just, don't. It, just like every other Euro horror, it's 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 how it feels. It's not what it's about. So like, it's like the perfect, you know, just get fucking wrecked, like get stoned out of your mind and just flow with this, you know, fucking. Yeah, that'd be a good time. Yeah, just just weird fucking <laughs> class. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> absolutely what i did yeah it's, it's how i played it too and it, it was perfect and it was like two in the morning as well so it's like you're in that weird headspace already and you're just like what the fuck is this thing the the inquisition dungeon we we don't get we we saw the rack being used right they just keep a body on there for no reason and uh the iron maiden like keep maiden. it in working oh order. yeah yeah well let's backtrack first of all he kills the two guys trying to rob the girl's corpse. Then he has to go in hiding. So he takes her with her, hides in the uh, um, you know the torture chamber underground lair. Um, then the main doctor of the hospital, he's doing some experiments that they don't really explain, but he's cut, his funding gets cut. And uh, so he just steals a bunch of equipment. <laughs> yeah. Well, then he finds Gotho, who's living in, or the other way, Gotho finds him, and he's like. Can you help me bring this girl back to life? Because obviously he's, you know, a bit crazy. And the scientist character is like, all right, how about we just put all my weird lab equipment in this torture chamber and I'll bring her back to life? Really, he has (laughs) ulterior motives. Um, Two weeks later, it's rotting in the body. Yeah, but here's the thing. He has those three people help. Where did they come from? I thought they were just like paid, like just, you know, people hanging around. They just seem to be paid human minion people yeah yeah but i mean like they're helping this guy yeah, and then they're playing poker in the dungeon yeah transport <laughs> these the, the the lab equipment into a torture chamber it, with it, a dead lady that's just hanging in there and they're like oh let's throw it, her in the bed of acid it's three people who are having who were having the same conversation and then all just went you know what it's a job yeah. yeah, and they're just going on with their lives. Yeah, and they they sat there with that rotting corpse sitting like twenty feet away from them. Like, no, just, yeah, it's yeah, another day at fine. work. Where where do people find these people? Like, you ever watch like uh, a kung fu movie or a James Bond movie, and you're like the henchmen. 
Like, is there a union? You know what I mean? Is this it, is the movie John wants to make. Yeah. Like, do uh, the, hen- the henchmen. I want to the spaghetti western henchman movie. Yeah. <laughs> like, these, these, these people that are, they're pretty much just these cardboard cutouts that follow some bad guy, like, mindlessly. Yeah. You know? Doing bad shit. Yeah, and just don't have a second thought about it. It's like all the people in, like, the Man With No Name series. Like, yeah. is it in a fistful of dollars? Is it two families, or is that a few dollars more? No, that's a fistful of dollars. All the random characters in that movie, all the random henchmen, all the stupid shit they say and do. Yeah. yeah. Like, who are those fucking people? <laughs> yeah. well, Wild West. Well, anyway, uh, the, the scientist convinces Gotho to help um, get bodies. And uh, I guess he just starts. Mur- he yeah, murders. He needs them. Yeah, w- yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, first, he steals them from the morgue. Yes. For him, the fresh bodies, and then he starts digging them up. Yeah. And then that gets risky, so he starts telling Gotho to <laughs> kill people. Yes. <laughs> One time he didn't even need a whole body. He's just like, just bring me that head. I need that. Well, head. <laughs> here's the thing. Um, apparently. When he cuts the corpse's head off, that's a real corpse, and the people that worked at the hospital let him do that. Oh, God. Yes. Are you serious? <laughs> but he got one cut in and got too sick to do it, so they faked it. Oh, okay. But according to to Paul Na- Paul Nashi, that's what happened. Like, these, I guess in Spain, in the early 70s, dead bodies were easy to come by and have anything to do with it. Yeah, yeah. Let's get let that guy who makes all those werewolf movies. He wants to <laughs> hack a dead body's head off. Well, Spain was like f- fucked up for a long time after they had their 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 civil war. Yeah, so I guess there maybe, was like a decades of like just shit being like. So you think you could just pay weird. like ten bucks to be like, yeah, let us steal a corpse and cut its head off? Yeah, I don't care. Oh, well, well, there's thriller. Thriller Probably still goes on now. Thriller, a cruel picture. They use a, a real corpse, right? To, to to for the eye gouging, or is that was has that been? Have you heard that? You know, what? Thriller, a cruel picture. No, you don't know Thriller. What's you, that? Whoa, Joe, you've seen Thriller, right? No, holy. I'm wh- looking no. at you like I have no idea what you're talking. <laughs> thriller, about. a cruel picture, aka they call her One Eye. No, no, yeah. You're a fucking kid. I know you've seen it. I have not. <laughs> <laughs> this is blowing my fucking mind. How have you guys not seen Thriller, A Cruel Picture, a.k.a. they call her One-Eye? A movie about the girl who gets a... Uh, uh, she's a mute girl, gets molested. Because we then, have a stomach, John. <laughs> and uh, later on, you know, she she becomes a mute. And later on, she gets like kidnapped and turned into a her- heroin-addicted prostitute for these people. And the first time they make her, like, have... have <laughs> Don't stop giving me that look. They, they give her stop. a... There's yeah. a, a... John, she, like, freaks out and claws the guy's face. So the guy runs in, her pimp runs in, and shoves a knife into her eye. Well, they apparently used a real corpse for that. I can't believe you guys never seen that. Have you seen Kill Bill? Yes. yes. You know Daryl Hannah, how she, she has the eye patch? It's an homage to... They call her one eye. Okay. Well, anyway, it's a revenge movie. She, like, uh, kicks the heroin, learns karate, learns how to shoot a gun, and kills all the pimp and heroin people. I can't believe you haven't seen that movie. That fucking blows my mind. You've never even heard of it. Nope. That's like an exploitation classic. Never saw it. Wow. Where were we talking about again? Oh, the the corpse (laughs) being fucking (laughs) hacked off. No, that was surprising. Like, you two, yeah. Joe, on the other hand, that's a fucking, like, that shocks me. I'm 
full of surprises. Yeah. <laughs> apparently. Let's get to the part where the guy somehow, uh, Gotho somehow strangles somebody with flowers. flowers. And it's bloody. Yeah, and it's bloody. <laughs> what kind of fucking flowers that were those? sick. <laughs> what kind of flower does that? Well, it's a was rose, it, so it is got sharp and has thorns. Yes. I guess so. <clears throat> Uh, when it was happening, I was like, is that going to be bloody? Because he's kind of shoving thorns yeah. into this person's mouth. That's right. It wasn't even strangling. He was just shoving him into his face. Yeah. yeah. Andrew, were you a fan of Hunchback of the Morgue? Yeah, I really enjoyed this. You, yeah. It's... And my yeah, like previous Neshi viewings, like, this is a better one. <laughs> By know? far. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was. I, I thought I was going to be bored as fuck, but it was, it yeah. was great. It kept my attention the whole time. It kept moving. It, 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 just, awesome. it just hits you like with like this left-handed throw of weirdness over and over and over again, nonstop. Do you feel bad for Gotho? Do you yeah, pity him? Of course. Like, I do, I mean, too. I think yeah. he just got caught up in it, and uh, he he's just what trying he to get his girl back, you know? Yeah. Is this yeah. your favorite Paul Nishi movie? From the ones I've seen, yeah. Have you seen many? I've seen... A few. Have you seen Inquisition? Yes. That's that's that was my favorite until this one. And I watched one this morning. The Wolfman and the Yeti. Oh okay. no, yeah, no. one of his Wolfman series movies. That's like probably like part four. There's a lot of them. Yeah, yeah. He, he made like a dozen of them, right? Yeah, something like that. There's a lot. You didn't like it? I don't. I I didn't really. Care it was fine. But it wasn't Hunchback of the Morgue. It's not Hunchback. Hunchback of the Morgue is a real ass movie. Yeah, <laughs> that that's that's this feels like a Amando Diazario more than Paul Nishi. Yes, but that's like a, even that's a good. But even then, like he can can kind of like slow down. Like this is definitely like on the move the whole time, which is the best part. Like you have all the glory of Spanish horror, but like none of those dead space you know there's 15 minute long like all right like stop explaining the plot Mm. to me that we already know from looking at the fucking cover i saw this movie um years ago on dvd all his movies were getting released like there was like box sets and stuff i know i remember horror rises from the tomb got like a nice like special edition yeah and this was one of them and i watched it and i enjoyed it and i forgot all about it and I remember, like, every time I would talk about Paul Nishi, like, that would be the one that would stick out because all the werewolf movies, even Horror Rises from the Tomb didn't even really leave much of a mark on me. Really? I, I, I liked it more than the other ones, but it still wasn't, like, uh, Have you seen Panic Beats? No, I have not. Okay. The, the other one that was recommended that I meant to watch, but um, I got caught up in that Day of the Triffids miniseries, was Human Beasts, which was his bank robber heist mm-hmm. movie that apparently turns into something horror like halfway through that and like a lot of people like strongly recommended that one like that's like in his top five i also read earlier today that he made some giallo movie oh um a dragonfly for each corpse and then there's another one like the hanging woman the Hanging Woman. I... Yeah, there's one called oh, The Hanging Woman. That, yeah, that's that's AKA something else because we had that at my old video store, The Hanging Woman. Okay. All of his fucking movies are AKA something Yeah, else. that's true. <laughs> What's Hen- Hunchback of the Morgue? Is this the only one that's just Hunchback of the Morgue? I think so. There, there's a Blue doll, blue Dolls for a Murderer, I think, or Blue Eyes something. Yeah. Do you the know one... what I'm talking about? Yeah, that's another I, I, one. I forget what the exact title is, but I know what you're talking about, though. Also, Mark of the Wolfman. Yeah, that's probably another one of his fucking dozen wolfman movies do you know the alternate title of that movie feed it to me 
Frankenstein's bloody terror. Oh, there is no Frankenstein in that movie. There's a Frankenstein on the poster for the movie, and it's not in the movie. That was the 3D one he did, right? Yes, yeah. never actually released in 3D. No, it, it has. Like a year or two, Exhumed Films did it. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. But I was well, reading that was, today. But, but that was for like through their yeah. Their but process, I mean, though. they still they some somewhere thanks to them. Paul Nashi completists <laughs> could watch Frankenstein's Bloody Terror in three. God bless him. But I think that's the one that I was reading earlier today about how the alternate titles are also the vampire of Dr. Dracula. No vampire in that movie. The Night of Satan and the Witches of Horror are all the titles released for that movie. The Wolfman movie. <laughs> Just that one. <laughs> yeah. What's his... Uh... His exorcism movie. Isn't it just like exorcismo? Yeah, I think that's it. <laughs> I kind of like that one. He was smart. He kind of like followed like the hammer trail. And then uh, uh, then when the exorcist came out, he came out with that. And then he did jet. Like he was riding the wave right. of everything. I guess he was a smart producer. Well, the, uh, the, just to backtrack for a second, the reason I, I asked you about Panic Beats is because Panic Beats is the... 80s sequel to Horror Rises from the Tomb. Really? Yeah. I might do a back-to-back. We Would you want to do Horror Rises from the Tomb one day? We, we yeah. should do that. Are there many of his movies that were directed by someone else? Uh, a lot of them he did. Yeah, I know he did all Probably the movies. overwhelming majority. Right. Yeah, that's why but, I'm wondering I mean, why. This, the, he, he did... T- <laughs> He did two with this guy. Well, I mean, the other one we watched was a different guy. People who in the dark had a different director. So, mm, yeah. So uh, Paul Nashi met Christopher Lee and didn't like him. He said he was too standoffish. Yeah, because he was probably like, "Who the fuck is this guy? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, who didn't like who? Paul Nashi or Paul Nashi didn't like Christopher Lee because he just found him unapproachable. Like personally, not not artistically. Probably because he was. Three feet taller than Paul Nashi, <laughs> and uh, and uh, he like mentions not in a negative light, but he's like, yeah, he does like heavy metal stuff now. He was talking about his work with Manowar Rhapsody. Wow, if you think about yeah, it, well, Man- good, Manowar, good for him. <laughs> Manowar. Oh Man- God, here we go, <laughs> Manowar. <laughs> All right, it's one thing you got Christopher Lee. Well, you got Orson Welles on your albums. Two albums have two separate Orson Welles cameos in them. That's fucking says something. I worship both those people, and that's corny as fuck. Are you? You're not pro man or get the fuck. I'm sorry, (laughs) dude. Dude. Oh boy. No, we'll 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 pass. And listen, the reason you dislike Man of War is the reason why I love it. Like, how can you not enjoy this? Cheesy as fuck He-Man metal. Sometimes I'd rather listen to Virgin Steel than Man of War. The fuck is... Oh, I had a minute there. I thought you were... For a split second, I thought of Thor. No. No. No, Virgin Steel is a real band that yeah. has real of records. Wait, are you... Or was that a slight to Thor or yes. Man of War? Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh Technically, it's a slight to Man of War as well. But, yeah, come on. But I don't, Let's yeah, not don't even fucking start talking about Man of War. <laughs> We've already done this yeah. kind of I once. Know. Please refer to episode whatever. Yeah, yeah, they all blur together. 
Can we talk about the the oily maniac looking monster that's at the end of this movie? What oh. is it? Why was this this doctor making this monster? I, just so he can, I guess. Yeah, he was. He, yeah, he that's all him, I got out of it. The primordial creature. He, he wanted says to- some crazy shit about it, being like, like this is the like from all the alchemical al- alchemy, al- yeah. alchemy texts from the 1500s. <laughs> this is like the primum, like yeah. the prime matter. Like this is it, and it's <laughs> a green goo monster yeah. that yeah. is just comprised squ- of just random yeah. ass body parts, and, and it, it just feeds on yeah him. it just eats people and screams like that <laughs> oh, yeah. screams, you know why, the whole why don't you just why don't you just have a baby <laughs> yeah. you know? because then the baby won't eat the women yeah, yeah. oh fuck this movie's terrific yeah, why I mean, does it break out at the end as well? Yeah, I thought like, uh, um, is it his negligence or just it ends up becoming so powerful? Well, it well it's just plot convenience. But <laughs> uh, I thought Gotha was going to throw the mad scientist in there to get eaten by it. But I knew, I knew from when hearing the monster because they don't show it to you till the end, which is you know the smart way to do it. I was like, if this movie does not end with this fucking hunchback <laughs> wrestling whatever fucking weird Frankenstein monster thing that's in there, like, it's getting a, di- a down vote. Like, yeah. uh, you know, but despite... they delivered. They delivered. <laughs> Have you noticed that this movie only has two 15-second pieces of music that it just recycles the yeah. whole yep. fucking movie? <laughs> Unless you're talking about the DVD menu, because then it recycles it again and again. Well, yeah, well, that's, that's, the, that's typical the, of DVD menu. The town music? Yeah. And then, like, that sweet, sad, like, melancholy gotho theme. True, yeah. Almost no music at all. Yeah. Yeah, which So where there's probably a guy who was working on it, and they were like, no, no, that's fine. He's like, Cause I, well, I've only done seven minutes of yeah. of music cues. That's as much like, of that. that. That's more than we needed. Yeah, that, that's that's as much as we can pay you for. Yeah, so. I, that or the fucking editor once again is a fucking genius <laughs> from just making this movie possibly being bad and being like really intense and serious and wacky. What a yeah, it's it's yeah. fun. Like uh, I'm. I, I, even now, just like trying to have like go through it like bit by bit, it's hard because it's just like it's best to watch in yeah. a stone it does hazy. Go all over the place. Yeah, yes. and it's just like, but it's better just to like ride it. Just yeah. like yeah, no, don't really focus on the details. Just let it do its weird fucking thing. Just experience it. So I think we're gonna get an all around thumbs up for Hunchback of the Morgue. Absolutely. Yeah. Wait before before we before we go. Hang on a minute. That's, yeah, yeah, it's the blind dead guy. Oh, yeah. Max is showing us a picture yeah. of the torture junkie. Spain. I'm telling you, I had that's to take the, a picture of it. That's the yes. that's the blind dead cameo. All right, Joe. What is this uh, that you're? I'm looking up the editor. <laughs> yeah, please do. I'm curious. <laughs> you wrote a lot of shit, Max. What what other little tidbits you want to? Uh, I was just writing about Paul Nashy. Go on, let's talk about Paul Nashy. He won. He best, won awards for this. He won yeah. an award for best actor for the Paris Convention of Fantastic Cinema. He also got the Spanish Gold Medal Award in two thousand one. Is that Not, like a lifetime achievement yeah, award? Yeah, which is kind of crazy that he would get that at all. Well, he was like their you know horror movie guy. He was their Christopher Lee, Lon Chaney, et cetera, et cetera. Still, 
Why not? I guess they're not going to give it to Jess Franco, so. Yeah, I'd give it to Paul Nishi over Jess Franco. I, I know that's a controversial fucking statement, but. Plus, a lot of people is, really like Nishi. Well, that yeah. is both a controversial statement, but also not, because Spain would not honor Jess Franco's movies, probably. I wouldn't either. Because they really, really <laughs> yeah. depleted of all morality at all. Yeah, yeah. And and pacing and style. Clothing. And, yeah. And interesting elements. I've tried Jess Franco so many times. So many times. Have you ever started... Wa- this has actually happened to me. Have you ever started watching a movie... Like that, you didn't really like look at like who was involved in it, and then saw that it was a Jess Franco yes, movie, and yes. immediately like wanted to throw something. At yes, the wall. I, and people love him, like that uh, Stephen Thrower guy that I I fucking love. He's writing a whole book about him. I can't imagine why. <laughs> um, people have a hard on for. All right, I can't. Okay, the the film editor's name is Petra D. Naiva. Uh, so I can't tell if it's a man or a woman by the name Petra. Uh, but in their editing career, they did quite a bit of stuff. Yo, did Gotho tie those two people together? The 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 the, the people he threw in the vat of acid that like walk around the corridors just moaning in eternal agony. That would be unusually strange for his. Well, we, we we met him, and the first thing he was doing was sawing the hands and feet off of a corpse. Also, also worked on Doctor Jekyll versus the Werewolf. That's another Nishi. Count yeah. Dracula's Great Love. Mm, yeah, Horror of the Zombies. Oh, Ghost Galleon. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, Ghost Galleon. The third one. Yes. yes. The one that's. Not actually, the Impetigo album, actually the Third good, Blind Dead movie. The good one? Wait, what are you trying to say? <sighs> I'm just kidding, I'm just kidding. No, Joe's actually the... the uh, yeah, you sh- shit yeah. on the first one the last time. I'm still not over And then the, the fourth one is Day of the Seagulls. <laughs> Night, Night of the, of the Seagulls. Night of the Seagulls, the most unassuming title of any yeah. movie ever. Well, I mean, that's because we grew up like near the Jersey Shore. Where seagulls are just these yeah. fucking disgusting vermin creatures. Steal your hot dogs. Yeah, they're not like these exotic things. Like we ruined seagulls. I mean, I grew up in the Northeast as well. The seagulls are disgusting. Well, they used to be considered like majestic, like hunters. Yeah, I've and, watched. Like, I've watched the yeah, seagull. I mean, they would they they would go yeah. and, and and hunt fish and everything. They were like like majestic birds. We turned them into the fucking birds that just hang around Burger Kings. Yeah, yeah I mean, my first memories of seagulls <laughs> of them eating French fries. Yeah, yeah. I I uh, <laughs> they got smart. They're like, look, we can just take food from no. These I've I've actually watched a seagull at one point. I've watched them catch a fish, which was actually like yeah. really surprising. And I watched one get in a fucking fight to the death with a crab. Yeah, yeah. All it right. was it was intense. The crab uh, escaped, but like the seagull was just like diving into it, like fucking Rodan, just like. <laughs> <laughs> I think that 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 the editor is, is actually a woman because Petra. I think is a Petra. It, it, like, it, it, it seems like a feminine name, but it it also mentioned that she was credited on some earlier stuff as Petrita. Mm-hmm. And that it says is definitely the feminine of of mm-hmm. of Peter. So it's apparently she is a lady. And Denieva means like of snow. Oh, that's actually a very beautiful name. Mm-hmm. 
in in classic Hollywood, uh, all the editors were female. Maybe that's a little tidbit, little trivia there. So why does nobody know that? I don't know. They just didn't give them credit. I guess. I, 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 I probably they. That's what I'm getting. Credit. Yeah. I'm well, yeah, and that. they also kept them like in the in the you know the room. Like they weren't out shooting with the dudes who would direct and produce. Like they're like, oh, we will lock you away, and you can. Because edit. behind every great man is a team of women making sure they don't fuck up. Yeah, I agree with that. That's actually a thing. Like why? Um, I mean, aside from her acting ability, but why Myrna Loy got a lot of work when she was. Um, you know, like really popular because she was so like, like a, like you knew you were going to get a professional acting job out of her. And she was so easygoing compared to like a lot of the other like actresses of the day that were all like diva E mm-hmm. and everything. So like all like the directors and male leads, like if they saw that Myrna Loy was up for a part, like they immediately were like, yes, please. Yeah. I would love to, <laughs> to work with Myrna Loy and not Betty Davis or whoever. All right, Joe, you're holding us hostage. What's going on? Nothing. I'm I'm waiting for you to finish because oh. I'm, I'm trying to get back any, to my, any, my notes. Any closing remarks about Hunchback of the Morgue? Favorite favorite scenes? I mean, the most memorable one is those rats burning, but oh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> consider it's my favorite. I mean, I like loved a, watching the rats eat the corpse, though. Yeah. That was fucking cool. It's not like a depraved horror movie person. The scene where they're like in the garden and they're like, he's wheeling her around, talking about her last days on Earth and picking flowers and she's like i would like if you could bring me a bouquet of roses every day that'd be amazing shut the <laughs> fuck up this yeah. is a movie with, with a hunchback fighting the fucking slime monster yeah. Yeah. it's a fucking serious sad <laughs> and, movie and yeah i know but come on out of all that like yeah. you soft ass motherfucker <laughs> i am soft <laughs> yeah i told you i almost cry when i watched like, this movie i know i I, I touch it but come on you got fucking him oh my favorite scene was the beer chugging scene yeah. No, that was dumb. I forgot all about it. Those yeah. beers were huge. Yeah. <laughs> you only got two beers in. Yeah, well, that was like really like eight. Yeah. Yeah, big beers though. But all right, so the the walk through <laughs> the just, garden. I is mean, your, your favorite. no, I'm just kidding. But it's a nice yeah, scene it's, that happens. It's, it's in a, a, yeah, no, no, yeah, that's yeah, what yeah. gives that that whole atmosphere. That that fucking like just. I guess what I was also trying to get at with that is that the pacing of this movie is crazy because the first thirty thirty five minutes is a love story. And then the next rest of the movie, they introduce new characters all of a sudden, like yes. the doctors, and they just make it refreshing again and again by introducing new characters and new plot yeah. points. And it doesn't drag out any of the plot lines too much. The lady yeah. dies. They get killed. And then she gets put in the dungeon and then rats eat her. So, and well, then they get thrown away. So that That's what works why the movie, like, despite the just the short runtime, but like the first, you know, yeah, the first third is that like weird love story the second third is like the murders and then teaming up with the scientists and the third act is like the slime monster like creation and mm-hmm. and the doctor getting out of hand turning into cold-blooded you know the ends justify the means for making slime monster it just had weird pacing that made it work like i was yeah. confused even every time i see it like, <laughs> like why is this not getting boring and like yeah. why is like the character's yeah, like, why are they adding new characters? And I'm not like confused still. It's yeah. great. It's a great movie. Andrew, your favorite favorite scene in, in Hunchback of the Morgue? Uh, I was thinking maybe that uh, that guy who gets his face acid like 
burns and he's carrying the other guy. Yeah, just that's like, just like a <laughs> random bit of weird horror. Yeah. But like, like they're I just said, like moaning. Like, yeah, they're, they're just, just like, like these through. tortured souls. <laughs> also, the jar of organs. Yeah, the, before it becomes a slime monster. And he feeds like it a frog. Really, it's, it's just like pulsating. He throws, he like, throws a head in there. Yeah, like, you see feet and hands in there. It's like a big old bucket of just organs yeah. that somehow coalesces into a, like, a, a body. Yeah. Joe, your favorite scene in Hunchback of the Morgue? Uh, Gotho's Revenge. Which time? <laughs> the first one. When he, the, the guys who work in the yes. morgue. And, yeah, it's oh, just like, that explosion. of. That's when I knew the movie was going to be good, too. Yeah. Like Once that guy's head rolls off, yeah. I was like, all right, we're going to get like... Yeah, and his guts just Yeah, yeah, it looks like, like when, when, when Han Solo cuts the tauntaun yeah. apart and the guts just like... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Jesus Christ. And that scene is also awesome because they just make it not a big deal and they just have it quickly dismissed. Yeah, yeah he's treated like serious fucking dirt. <laughs> And I know they, uh, like, they're those guys are pieces of shit. But weren't they just telling him to do his job? Like, they weren't trying to. Steal no, they were. I think no, they, they were, were trying to, one of the dead bodies. Yeah, they were trying. No, they her. were trying to steal her her oh, necklace. I thought yeah. they were. Oh yeah, they were. But I thought they were just like she's not going to need any more. Like Gotho, chop up this body. That's your job. Like chop up your girlfriend. Or no, they were trying no. to fuck with her, and he just decapitates. Uh, yeah. them. Okay. I can't choose I a scene. I mean, the the rats eating the corpse is fantastic. The 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 slime monster. Oh, the 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 weird deranged esque grave rob scene. Oh man, there's just so many the, the the hunchback getting laid, and and then yeah. when he goes and sneaks into the girls like dormitory and starts just like kidnapping women to feed the smog or the the slime monster. Yeah. Oh, so many good bits, but uh, I'm 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 gonna I'm gonna scratch the the beyond the darkness rats eating the the dead body type scene. Good choice. Um, I'm just I'm a sucker for corpse mutilation I guess <laughs> it's just like a hobby yeah. just your soft spot yeah right? G-spot it's, it's your walk through the garden yeah. yes yes that was the most romantic I mean like he, you can tell he really cares for her as he <laughs> burns those rats to death what the fuck is wrong with you alright uh, we should uh, all around thumbs up for yeah, Hunchback it's a of solid, the solid movie. Much better than Demonia. I'll agree with that. Yeah. yeah, God, you should have been here for Demonia. I don't want to be. Yeah, no. yeah. He's like, I never want to come back here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm curious how you all feel about the next movie. I am too, and, and uh, we will talk about that after we have this word <laughs> from our network. You're listening to the Prescribed Films Podcast Network, home to hundreds of hours of free podcast entertainment. The shows on this network all have a common goal, providing you with the best discussions about movies and other forms of entertainment media. The PFPN hopes to fill your ear holes with audio joy. Visit our website with links to all the other amazing shows at www.thepfpn.com. Thanks for listening. I remember the first time I heard Horrified. It was when Relapse put out that that double disc CD. It was like Horrified on one CD, and then all the, like the demos and rarities on the second. And uh, I knew the name Repulsion because I knew they were associated with death during like before the Scream Bloody Gore years. So when I first put it on, I was expecting like something like Scream Bloody Gore. 
and that fucking thing, like a fucking buzzsaw, went from one ear to the other, and I was like, what the hell just happened to me? <laughs> what a great album. It's in my top ten death metal albums of all time. I know, I know some fucking weird thing. It's a grindcore album. No, it's it's a death metal <laughs> album to me. It's not a grindcore album. It's the first grindcore album. Yeah, but I wouldn't... I, I mean, I guess, yeah, but... Like, I mean, it's from a time where, like, these uh, sub-genres weren't, you know... Like, in the 80s, when, they just all called they record it in, like, 84? No, it was recorded in 86 and released in 89. Correct. Really? Yeah. Yep. So is what I know. Yeah. I mean, no one knows this stuff. <laughs> Me and Joe and I do. What well, was? Um, I'm not sure what that says about. Re, re, what What happened was Repulsion were known as Genocide, and then they changed their name because there was another Genocide, and they're kind of like getting second thoughts about naming their band Genocide. Because in the beginning, you know, you're just dumb young metalheads. You didn't know better. It just sounds like a cool word. Fucking. Of course, yeah. And then like later on, they're like, you know what? Let's go to Repulsion, which is a million times better name. Uh. They recorded uh, uh, how many demos was it? Like three? Yeah, I think there was two, two genocide demos, and I think there was one repulsion like live demo, yeah. and then they did slaughter of the innocent, yeah. which became horrified. So they they recorded that, and at that time, uh, Mick Harris and Napalm Death uh, just joined Napalm Death, and they were like a like a crust punk band. And when he heard those demos, the genocide demos, he's like, I know what we want to sound like now. And he just like learned how to blast beat. Do you know the, the, the genesis of the blast beat? No. All right. So Dave Grave from Repulsion, you know, originally they wanted to sound like Slayer. And uh, they got Dave Grave on drums because he was the only person in that town who could drum fast. And, and they had heard about him on the news from being arrested for grave robbing. Yes. That's how he got the Hence name. Hence his name. Dave I didn't Grave. know that. Well, um. He's, they're, they're writing all these songs, and they're supposed to be played like, you know, Fast Venom or whatever. And, uh, uh, yeah, that's the Fast Venom. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so, uh, Dave, so Dave Graves is like, I can't, um, drum like that, but you know what I can do? I can hit this, this, and this very fast all at the same time. And we'll just do that every single song. So they just wrote two minute long like <clears throat> punky death metal songs with this drummer just going <laughs> <laughs> yeah. behind them every what, single song. What's the longest song on that record? <sighs> it's Black either Breath? Black Breath or Horrified. Black Breath yeah. is what two twenty? Yeah, and that's good. Most most songs are like a minute fifteen. It's the only one that doesn't have blast beats in it. Yeah, true. Really? Yeah. Acid Bath does. They all do except Black Breath. They all, all of them, at least have one part in them that yeah. have a blast beat. Pestilent Decay, I guess it does. Yes, they all do. They all do. They're all good. <laughs> you know what you're talking about. Stench of Burning Death, Slaughter of the Innocent, uh, Six Feet Under. There's so many fucking winners. Maggots yeah, and, in your coffin. Yeah, and it's funny because like for a like a, a record that just has songs that are just like, yeah. and like and, and that's all like that really happens for the most part. They all have distinct yeah things. Oh, and, absolutely. And and the lyrics are God. Now you're a fucking zombie. 
I have to go back to just stealing riffs from that album. Oh, it's yeah. like a plethora. It's it's, it's a <laughs> secret cornucopia of riffs. Oh my god! You know you you're talking to somebody for real if they love and understand. It's that one and Show No Mercy are my secrets that just go. Yeah, you pick riffs out of that those albums. I'm trying to think of a of a, <laughs> another metal related question. While we have another metalhead here, uh, joke throw 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 him a good one so we can have a quick conversation about metal before we get into. What a good yeah versus some something versus something. All right, blab for a minute. Well, let me think of one. Wait, are you scream bloody gore or leprosy? That's tough. That's tough. It's question. really tough, and it changes all the time. But it's gonna have to be leprosy. Ooh. Because I had the the chorus of forgotten past stuck in my fucking head for the past two weeks. I, I love both. With all, they're both in my top ten favorite death metal albums. I mean, and Scream Bloody Gore legit changed my life. The yeah. Leprosy is one of the most pleasing things I've ever heard. I can, listen, I can to. listen to Scream Bloody Gore any day, yeah. ever, Not, nonstop. Like, I just love it. It's, it's everything I, I kind of want from death metal. It's just this primitive, barbaric, like, written by teenagers for teenagers. Like, yeah. It's, like, juvenile in the best possible way. I feel very fortunate that I heard it when I was still a teenager. Yeah. And it's one of the only albums where someone showed it to me. And they started the record. And after the first song, I said, like, start it again. Yeah. I need to hear that first song again. Yeah. I was, I've never heard anything like I that. I was 15. I was 15, and it came in the mail. I had ordered it, and it came in the mail the day I started my job at Orbit Video, where they hired me for a week to dust off all the old um, VHS tapes in their in their vast video store yeah. and i just remember listening to it and, and that was this, when john peaked yeah, yeah. this was, was the happiest day <laughs> of my life I'm, I'm i'm not fucking joking i remember because on the website they had like the song listings and i was like if regurgitated guts is about the movie the gates of hell <laughs> this is the best record i mean that's made. also like the the ace up the sleeve of that album is that it has oh, a gates of hell song yeah and then and then like i remember like opening it up and like looking at it suicidal preacher hangs himself <laughs> Yeah, and I was just like, okay, like this is it. this is the the best part. I remember watching Cannibal Ferox like a year later when I finally got the bootleg of it, and being like, wait a second, wait a second, this is torn to pieces on film. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like, I remember, not the other way yeah, around. Yeah, I was like, what is what? Like a hook right through it? What? Yeah, that's good yeah. Way. Yeah, they torture you by cutting. Off your cock. <laughs> and I was like, whoa, whoa. Like I had like like I, I like like I wanted to like light up a pipe because I felt like Sherlock Holmes. I was like, mm, I found I found it. I found this connection. Like look at my fucking brilliant mind. Triumph I, of Death versus Morbid Tales. Whoa. Morbid Tales. I'm with him on that. Interesting. I'm sorry. No, I, I'm not. I I could go either way on. on yeah, that. a lot of these. I can entombed or dismember. Entombed. Mm. All right, <laughs> all right. Let's get to the movies. It's a, you know, it's a close call. I don't yeah. want to have to go start dissecting it. That's, the the pieces close. EP is I don't the fault best you for that though. The piece. You, no, no. It's it's actually it's actually fine. They both have two I good albums. I just listened to Clandestine so You're such many an fucking asshole. times. All right. You're you just redeemed yourself. Everybody thinks that Left Hand Path is the best one, which is a fantastic album. 
clandestine is fucking sinners bleed is that that fucking that's why i'm saying entombed oh that's right, a, now that i ever do myself I yeah but the pieces yeah. ep is is, is 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 the best death metal to ever come out of sweden ever the guitar tone alone on that ep is speaking of to- <laughs> speaking of tone let's talk about this fucking movie all right let's go joe tell us about the corpse grinders the pet food market can be tough you got to stay ahead of the curve in order to remain successful and if that means grave robbing to get your supply then so be it we'll do anything for cats how did this cat know to come out while we were talking about this fucking <laughs> she <knew>. movie? <laughs> I also want to point out that I watched this movie with a cat in my lap, and I felt very fortunate. Batgirl was sitting in my lap. Really? Almost all of the movie. Your cat's name is Batgirl? No, our friend Charles. 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 Okay. Oh, yeah, of course. <laughs> this fucking movie, I don't know if I... <laughs> I love it. I think, I I think it's too. fucking great. I, I do, too. I definitely <laughs> love it, but I don't know how I feel about it. It's It's... I love how like everything it's so cheap everything is in total squalor um it's the the it's sort of like those Herschel Gordon Lewis movies not just like in 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 how cheap and wild, like uh, dumb it is but in those things where like the concept of the movie is so unhinged that they you can tell they're just having a ball making it like it's a movie about people who may grind up dead bodies and use it as cat food that makes the cats go insane and fucking kill people. Kill people. You know, at first, it was, I mean, for obvious reasons, it reminded me of Herschel Gordon Lewis a lot. But the more I was watching it, the more it made me think of Pink Flamingos. Go, on. I can see where you like how every character is kind of like this cheap white trash degenerate. Yeah, and they all have very distinct, like, John Waters characters' faces and, like, they're just like a distorted version of like normal reality, like right. the grave, the grave digger yeah. Caleb, yes, <laughs> who loves eating beef jerky, <laughs> and his wife that has a like a doll oh, yeah. daughter, yeah. which is like a John Waters. <laughs> yeah, thing as that's well. true. That's true. This is a good point. And it just started feeling more like like a psycho John Waters movie, like John Waters, like trying to make a Herschel Gordon Lewis movie. Uh, especially the part when the cat food company dude goes to the very gleeful morticians and uh, gives them more pork juice to embalm the bodies with so mm. the bodies are tastier for the fucking cats to eat. Or like when they go to the disappeared man's house and his wife is just working in the garden mm-hmm. and she's like, oh yeah, I haven't seen my husband. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't know where he is. <laughs> Yeah, it's a doctor that's like taking control of the situation. He's like, let's find out yeah. what's going on with the cats. When like, why were, are the cats murdering everybody? When the doctor and his assistant that they're, I guess, are romantically involved came into the picture, I did not expect them to be uh, kind of like the protagonists of the film. Oh, yeah? You yeah. just thought they were just like another stepping yeah. stone until we got to the main people? Yes. It wouldn't have hurt. They they were totally boring. <laughs> I would have gone with the lady who likes to drink Budweiser in her... She was cool. Yeah, she was fantastic. I would have watched her watching soap operas all day. Why are there occasional moments of random Mario Bava lighting in this okay. movie? It's, I was going to bring this up as well. It's the, the corpse grinder, which is like the centerpiece of the movie, is either... A rich man's Herschel Gordon Lewis or a poor man's Mario Bava. And the Corpse Grinder machine, which looks fantastic in the cartoon 
comic book style, you know, poster oh, art poster, yeah. looks like some cardboard piece of shit I would have made when I was a kid to torture yeah. my sister's Barbies with. Yeah. There was a red light on the machine itself on the the belt that brings it in there was a pink light and above it where you're standing there's a green light, light and then there's a white light in the background from the staircase and it looked like some psycho Mario Baba <laughs> yeah rip off shit well, yeah why is the whole cat food company in some dilapidated ruin it looks worse than fucking Gotho's lair <laughs> it really <laughs> does yeah like they they I think they were just trying to point out that they were the cheapest crooks ever. Yes, yes. Literally using, like, like insufficient people as their staff. <laughs> yeah. They're making fucking cat food out of dead bodies and grain, and they're selling it as an expensive, yeah, like, like gourmet, gourmet food. It, it, and and the best part is like just like Hunchback of the Morgue, where it has that Burke and Hare twist, where it's like, oh. Instead of just robbing dead bodies, let's just murder people in Skid yeah. Row and fucking just use their, you know, those winos corpse. Yeah. yeah. You have to pay the grave robber. Yeah. That, that was the two parallels of this movie that eventually they're like, fuck it. Yeah. All these movies, we're just going to kill people to do what we need yeah, to do. Yeah, it's so much easier. Speaking of the, you know, like the handicapped workers there and the 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 one lady, I guess she is missing like a leg or something and she's also deaf. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Th- those people did not know sign language at all. Oh, okay. I, 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 you could take the rest of the day off. Yeah. I, I, <laughs> I, I, like you're just flailing their hands around. I, I wonder because the main the main villain who like is murdering and and making cats go crazy and carnivorous, um, has a soft spot for that lady. Yeah. Like he's legitimately kind for to her. That and was a really strange thing. I, I, that I, also gave me a John Waters feel. Yeah, I liked that though. I kind of like I like I wish they played that up more. Like yeah. like I like it when a, like a crazy villain has like this weird soft spot for something. You know, it just makes it so much more human. I know I'm talking about the corpse grinders, but I still appreciated that. Close the door behind you yeah. so we can talk. <laughs> yeah. Nobody's going to see that. You got to do audio yeah. only for entertainment. Yeah. For the listener, Max was just like doing random hand gestures. Maybe we'll we'll make a video and we'll just demonstrate. <laughs> I love the... Um, Again, no one will see that. I love the... Uh, there's all these dead bodies around the course grinder machine. What are they saving them for later? Yep. I didn't notice that. They're like just sitting there like they're fucking... In white sheets. Business is so good that they just have shit laying around, then they'll get to it later. I love how all their jaws and eyes open up, like the, the mortician doesn't even bother sewing them together. They didn't have the budget for... No. For, Who made this movie? Ted Mickles. Yes. Right. Who also made Blood Orgy of the She-Devils, another <laughs> wonderfully titled piece of shit. And uh, The Doll Squad. All right. So I watched The Doll Squad. Because I'd never seen it before, so I was like, I'll throw another one of his movies on. But I could not finish it. Because it starts with a a, um, a space shuttle launch, a terrorist blowing up the space shuttle. Which sent me on a uh, a Wikipedia reading about the Challenger explosion. Okay. And the Columbia explosion for like three hours yesterday. Mm. So You never got around to finishing it. No, I never did. <laughs> I watched the. Uh, there's so many like fucking morbid, fucked up facts about both of those things that like really like 
the last words they heard from the crew of the Challenger was "uh oh." Before it, uh, here's the thing: those people did not. Those people. <laughs> listen, <laughs> here, here's the here's the thing: those people did not die in the explosion. They, and it's re- the, the the people said it's reasonable to believe that because you can see the cockpit like flying off. And that a lot of the things were activated during its descent that some of the crew were still alive and conscious until that thing plunged into the ocean. I told you I cried during Hunchback of the Morgue. How am I going to take this news? <laughs> Fuck. Um, yeah, just to point out, we're not laughing at the information. We're laughing at the fact that Max is about to have a heart attack over here. Well, all right. Here's another thing. So, you know, do you guys remember the Columbia? It was in 2003. Same time when that repulsion doubled the CD. Came, <laughs> came in the sure. um, so, <laughs> so Sick. The, the, the spaceship was going in reentry and it blew up. And uh, it scattered all over, like, Arkansas and Texas, like that whole... And uh, people were, like, finding debris of it, but they would also sometimes find, like, an arm. Well, later on, because when they went up, they decided, like, oh, hey, let's study worms and how worms would, like, live in space. They found the thing with the worms, and the worms were still alive. The worms survived the whole Columbia disaster. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't that a weird little fucking thing? I need a minute. Do you think they'll turn into like tremor type space worms? <laughs> what are they True. called? In, what are they called in Dune? Shy Halod, right? Yeah, sandworms. No, they're called. They have a name. Yeah, I think that's the name. They turn into the sandworms from Beetlejuice. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> yeah, I can believe that. Do you know David Lynch turned down Return of the Jedi so we could do Dune? I did know that. Yeah. Anyway, why, what were we talking about? Why did I go on about? Because you were talking about. Oh, you were uh, talking about how you were oh, trying to watch a movie that sent you. Oh, down another this morbid, horrible uh, uh, um, another morbid thing about the Challenger. Jesus, uh, the engineer, um, the engineer <laughs> warned that something was going. It was something called an O ring. Yeah, I did know about something yes. called an O ring. Yeah, it had something to do with the the, the, the big rockets yeah. that the ship rides up. I thought you just never heard of an O ring before. Yeah, well, I, I don't build fucking spaceships. Um, so anyway, it's not only use them spaceships. So anyway, uh, the guys like, yeah, the, that that we're those people are going to die. Something's going to happen, and then they watched it and and they figured if something was going to happen, it's going to go right on takeoff. Well, it happened like a minute and a half into into the descent, which uh, eighteen. I think they said like. Um, 18% of America was watching was like the most watched like news thing as it was going on because uh, um, it had the first civilian going in space that's that teacher yeah anyway uh, about like 20 seconds of, of the spaceship going in the air the engineers were like maybe I was wrong like you know I was fretting about nothing and everybody was just like yeah you know because like, it was like a few of them they're like all right you know <laughs> these people are gonna be okay we're fine we're paranoid about and then the ship blew up Jeez. Yeah. And it was exactly what they were warning them about. Don't anyway, all right, let's go back to the corpse grinders. All right, I'm not even going to ask the question. Wait, no, go on. I wanna... No, just, just let's go back to the corpse grinders, please. Okay. <laughs> oh, you guys tell me you don't go down these weird oh, little yeah. morbid oh, we rabbit all, holes. We all not, do all the time. Not while we're on podcasts talking about B-movies. These people <laughs> watch horror movies. They they can stomach it. We just talked about Hunchback of the Morgue where somebody burned live rats to death. 
Yeah. <laughs> You're not wrong. Joe, did you enjoy the Corpse Grinders? I did. This was my sec- second and a half time <laughs> watching it, and gets better every time. It does, doesn't it? <laughs> it gets a little dull here and there. The first like thirty I minutes don't mind goes pretty it, quick. Yeah, it, it feels like a nice leisurely stroll through fucking cheap exploitation movie weirdness. I'm I'm down with it though. Mm. On this time though, I was bummed that the you know that famous trailer which amazing trailer yeah yeah it does have a great the trailer. vocal line of the title was not in the movie at all and i was really disappointed what it's a corpse grinding machine the the corpse grinder yeah. <laughs> it's sick i love those weird edits i guess just to make the movie less boring like the 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 main guy will be or the 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 killer will be talking to somebody and it'll just cut to the corpse grinder just going Arr! like it's just like this quick edit to yes. to the corpse grinding machine because you want to know like it's oh a- they're gonna kill Wally yeah like they're just gonna throw him Poor in there Wally. he's like oh yeah let's see us Arr! to uh, later after Arr! work yeah. today Wally Arr! yeah <laughs> you want to see what's finally in the Arr! back room yeah Arr! yeah I love uh, I love how the the teeth of the corpse grinder is just this black. Uh, strip with teeth like magic markered onto it. It's not even real. It's like some fucking like belt and somebody like drew sharp fucking teeth on it. But you can tell it's clearly like a fucking belt. It's yeah. not. That's not metal teeth that's going to grind up that dead body. <laughs> and his co-conspirator has some weird necrophile thing going on. Oh, in that one scene. Yeah, but even later when he's like looking at the girl at the end, like he can't like put her into the corpse grinder because it's like, oh, look at this body. Weird character. Everybody's weird. <laughs> he was a weird character. <laughs> Andrew, do you think that the cat murders in this uh, uh, beat demonious? I, I cat knew this was coming. Sequence. Uh... I say yes, personally. Really? This is the no. one time I'll actually go with Demonia. Yeah, that's the... the Demonia has a wonderful cat murder sequence. The it, eye gouging yeah. alone. Just... It does, but I actually think it looks more realistic in oh, the corpse. Well, no, well, yeah, because they actually use like, real cats. <laughs> yeah. And, I love the puppets in Demonia. Yeah, though. well, well like, here's, here's the thing. Demonia has a cat puppet cornea carnage. Yeah. This has cat puppet autopsy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, shit. So, I mean, like, we're really getting into the cat puppets. Yeah. <laughs> oh, what was that movie? I saw a movie recently that has Kinski in it. It was like a Giallo movie that played at the Quad Cinema. Death. Oh, Death Smiles on a... No, not Death Smiles. Death Smiles on, on a Murderer. Murder. Yeah. You ever I, see that movie? Yeah, I saw that at that thing. I was there, like... The showing before you were. I remember the cat murder you. in that fucking movie. Yeah. That's the number one for me. Really? It's, yeah. Do you remember the vocal, the, yeah, like, the audio yeah. of that? It's I remember. the same cat sound effect played again and again for 30 fucking seconds. <laughs> I remember. It well, was such a stupid choice, and it was so over Klaus Kinski's in that movie for the first half hour, and like they build him up as this Herbert West character. And then he get, dies, and that's done for the movie. They just needed to get Klaus Kinski in there what, for, so they could have him in the poster. What's yeah. the one where he's like a like a Jack the Ripper? Oh yeah, it was, it was another Spanish horror, and they played it at. Um, were you there for that Spanish horror triple feature at Exhumed Films? Is that where you saw it? I think so. Yeah, yeah I'm trying. To, they played it with that weird movie where Dracula. Uh, uh, some weird, like, fucked up mutant in the castle that has to drink blood. I'm trying to remember. 
I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. I, I remember liking that one, I do but too. I, I can't remember what it was called. Though. I remember liking all three of those movies, honestly. I'll look it up. Uh, let's keep going on about the Corpse Grinders. Well, back to the Corpse Grinders uh, cat autopsy. Uh, I just like where the, the guy comes uh, t- to tell the doctor about this murderous cat. And he's like, oh, is the cat still at the house? Yeah. And he's just like, oh, it could be. I threw him against the wall. And then uh, he's like, you, do you want to come, come by and check it? And he's like, no, no, you, you go. go. <laughs> Bring that dead cat back over here. Yeah. Oh, fuck. I forgot about that. Oh, God. What a terrific fucking movie. I kept thinking that it was a 60s movie, and then I, no, and it's I saw like the early end. 70s. Yeah. But it does look, it does, it feels like, like something that would be with The Undertaker and his brother. Well, it's in that weird um, Final Dimension in Shock. That was the triple feature that it toured like the States with, where it was uh, The Corpse Grinders was the number one movie, and then it played with Undertaker and its pals and The Embalmer, two like 60s horror movies. Yeah. But no, it feels like it fits in with that. It fits so much more in with Herschel Gordon Lewis than yeah. like post Night of Living Dead horror. It almost feels like a gory, colorful, late 50s movie. Yeah, yeah. Like it reminds me of like the, what is it? The, Monster a go go? Like The Manster. And yeah. Like, what was that other one? The, the one with the brain that couldn't die. You know what I'm talking about? The the brain. Um, I know what you're talking about. The one with the ladies. It's just her head. Yeah. Uh, it was Mike Nelson's first episode on Mystery Science Theater 3000. It had like a late 50s, early 60s feel yeah. to it. Yeah. And, and like the, the candy colored Jallo lighting like fucking helped that too. Yeah. Like that. But it was only in that one room. Yeah, that's the, true. The corpse grinder room. Right? Yeah, or but the, that's that's the that's room. that's the movie you paid your money for. So of right. course they're going to give it yeah. like the carnival feel, you know. I love the little duct taped hole that just spitting out pate. Yeah, 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 yeah. Where do the bones go? Does it grind up yeah, the where bones? Where do the clothing? Oh, the clothes. Clothes. That's yeah. what I kept thinking about, like the buttons. And well, stuff. I mean that that was a very uh, uh, high tech machine. It probably separates them in the other thing and just shoots out the meat. That's yeah, very high tech. Yes, John. Yes, sir. It's actually just called Jack the Ripper. The Klaus Kinski movie we're yes. talking about for, for viewer or, or yes. listener. And, and we are in agreement that we both liked it. Yeah. Directed by Jess Franco. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Wow. Wow. Well, mm. that's my foot in my mouth. <laughs> I saw one of his movies that I liked a lot this summer. Or What was it? Was it Vampirus Lesbos I couldn't do? No, the... Ex- she Killed in the, Ecstasy? No, the Exorcism one. He made like 70 movies. It's this plot... It's this movie where he's like a crazy priest, and he sees a fake black mass happen, but he doesn't okay. know that it's fake, and he starts killing these people he thinks are Satanists, because he thinks he's doing the right thing. That sounds fun. Yeah. Wait, who's in it? He is. He plays the priest. Oh, really? And he made it. It was a hazy time in my life, though. <laughs> Drugs? No, it was when I had Lyme disease. Oh, okay. And I just used that as, as an excuse to watch, like... That's when like he watched Death Walked fuck. on High Heels, right? I remember yes. we were talking about that. I watched Mountain of the Cannibal God. Yes. Stacy Keach in a fucking th- Italian third world cannibal movie. Oh, fuck it. And Ursula Andress. Great movie. 
fucking bizarre movie. Sergio Martino. True. Yeah. Corpse Grinders. <laughs> <laughs> Not really much to talk about. You I mean, that. I love this movie, but there, admittingly, there isn't that much to talk yeah, about. The, the, the cemetery yeah. is cool. Is, was that a set, or do you think they... they no, they, I think that was a set. Yeah, it was definitely a set. Side note, uh, this movie, uh, the file I had, was a bit corrupted, so I ended up watching it on YouTube, and I'm going to... I, I use or I took a uh, Ryan's advice and watched it at one and a half speed. Oh, I ne- didn't have a whole lot of time. Uh, I, I would recommend that for, for <laughs> yeah also for this one. That's what the person I was watching it with Charles was saying we should do that. Oh, maybe it was Charles who recommended that. So yeah, was it? Yes, was it? it was Charles actually. He did it for scalps. Actually, right? maybe they both did. Yeah, maybe. maybe but yeah, Charles did, definitely did, did it for, for scalps, and Ryan probably did it for the strangeness, yeah. which you watched in Spanish like a fucking serial killer. <laughs> <laughs> It was the only option I had. <laughs> yeah. Uh, favorite scene for the Corpse Grinders? Oh boy! Probably the the the, the woman getting mauled by the cat. Which one? <laughs> the uh, the middle aged lady with the where beard guy is come, yeah, comes into the room, wrestles, rescues yeah. her from the cat. He, yeah. he made me think of the predecessor of the old man in the graveyard in Texas Chainsaw Massacre, just staring up at the <laughs> sun, laughing, cackling. I have a favorite scene. I've seen things. Yeah. <laughs> My favorite scene is when Caleb pulls a gun on the guy. Right. Oh <laughs> yeah. And- and he takes the, I forget the main guy's name, the, the guy who owns the factory, and he takes the gun from them and puts it aside while Caleb's counting his money. And he pulls out a separate gun <laughs> yeah. that he was hiding for whatever reason. I also love when they break into the cat food place. Yes. And they come late at night to see them, and they're just like, oh, we just wanted more cat yeah. food. Yeah. Like, where'd you go on your trip? Oh, we came back early and we wanted more cat yeah. food. And he blames the girl. He's like, when she wants something, we got to go get yeah, it. Like, like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Women. <laughs> Chauvinist pig. Oh, I can't. There's so much good, like, cat fucking death. Yeah. The the. Uh, There's also all these shots of just cats. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They're just waiting by the machine. Yeah, that's another thing. Like they just know that. Like I guess they can smell the machine because they're like living in the in that basement with it. It's gourmet cat food. The cats jumped the bad guy at the end, right? No, doesn't he get shot? Or wait, or does? Yeah, yeah, I think the cats like have the cat feast. It's true. The final feast. Yeah, (laughs) the final feast. (laughs) I'm going to have to say the first time with the corpse grinding machine. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just going to have to go with it. It's a, it's a classic. Do you think this movie lives up to like Herschel Gordon-Lewis status kind of movie? I feel like it would have felt much sleazier and more unhinged if it was under Herschel Gordon-Lewis's... You think it would have been better or worse? Herschel Gordon-Lewis would never have been bothered with the gel lighting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it would have been all yellow lights. Yeah, yeah. I would like to live in an alternate universe for... An hour and a half to see where you would, where he would have taken it, though. Oh, would you take Corpse Grinders over the Wizard of Gore? That's my favorite Herschel. Gore I had this no. conversation yesterday or two days ago. I think that I might. Maybe? I don't remember Wizard of Gore being that good. It's get it's, out. It's fucking mm. wonderful. I love She Devils on Wheels. 
I love Gruesome Twosome. Gore Gore Girls. Gore Gore Girls. I can't remember Wizard of Gore being great, but like not the best movie ever. Is there one lady among you willing to satisfy their fellow human beings' lust for blood? I'll watch it again. Yeah, it's a it's a it's been a few years since I watched it. It's a masterpiece. I still, I mean, She Devils on Wheels is my favorite movie of his. Wow, I know that's, a lot of people. Th- yeah, that's crazy. Don't know, but that movie is great. Two Thousand Maniacs is fantastic too, although it's a bit long. Yeah. I need to watch Gruesome Twosome again. It's been... That's the only one I've never probably seen. Probably the longest time. You've never between. seen it? I've never seen that one. That's seen the only it. one. I've seen every... Th- Actually, you know what I have not seen? Color Me Blood Red. Those two are the only I've ones I've never seen. I've never seen that one either. I've seen Blood Feast. I've seen... Um, I've never seen like his nudie movies. But I mean like talking of like the Herschel Gordon Lewis. Yeah. You know. Uh, I've seen every single one but those two. I don't know if his... I mean, obviously because he's, he's dead now. So I don't know if his sight is still... Up if anyone's done anything with it, but I liked how if you went to Herschel Gordon Lewis's website, it was a site uh, about his work as like um, oh, an advertiser, right? Yeah, like advertising and like and like uh, like uh, what do you what do you call that shit? Marketing? Not marketing. Like uh, it was like junk mail. N- no, it it was like he. Like like one of the like like motivational speaking. Yes, like he yes. would come to your company and like talk to you. And he had this website about like his business practices and everything, and like you know contact information for for hiring him and like resumes and everything. And then there's this one like link in the corner of the, of the site. If you went and clicked on it, it went to another page where it was like oh and by the way i am the guy who made these movies and i'm very proud of them and i you know if you want to watch them it's like i have no shame in anyone seeing them at all nice <laughs> arrow released the, like a whole box set with all of them but now you can eat buy like each one individually after talking about this movie you should watch gruesome too i'm going to it's 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 one that i've been meaning to forever but it's just like herschel gordon lewis especially like now at this point in my life isn't like oh i'm gonna Watch, you know, 60 minutes of people rambling. See, I'm at a point in my life where that's exactly what I want. <laughs> Herschel Gordon-Lewis is like, I'm going to wrap myself in that blanket that, at every possible it's, opportunity. It's, it's when I'm in a mortician mood that I'm, I'm fine. When I'm just like, when I want my brain to just be fucking bludgeoned with barbaric <laughs> stupidity, uh, I'll put on Herschel Definitely Gordon-Lewis and mortician <laughs> If you want to be bludgeoned by stupidity, but also enjoy it, definitely watch that. What are your feelings on Love Me Deadly? Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Never seen it. <laughs> yeah. They hate me because I like Sounds it. Like, keep it that way. Yeah. <laughs> Hunchback of the Morgue versus the Corpse Grinders. I think we'll all say Hunchback. Yeah, I think so, too. Yeah. Not by a wide margin, though. I mean, not for the same reasons, but my enjoyment of the Corpse Grinders is pretty plentiful yeah. euro horror is is like you how you said like that warm blanket for her show that's what Euro horror like even like a, a like a, a dumb one like it's it's fine <laughs> like i'll get bored and uh, but when you find one that's from fair to great like i i'll yeah fucking it has live a in that. definitely different like euro horror is such a different feel yeah, than american horror yeah, absolutely absolutely it's just so delicious like i can live there forever yeah, I'm never going to go to Europe because I don't want European horror movies to be ruined for me <laughs> by the actual. Yeah. Europe. I remember asking you this crazy question before. 
and then you would choose Italian movies or British music, and you said Italian movies. Yeah, I would stand by that. That's fucking stupid. No, it's not. I mean, <laughs> I love Black Sabbath. I love Carcass. I love Napalm Death. I love Motorhead. I love Iron Maiden. I love Judas Priest. Venom. I, Venom. Uh, the Gates of Hell trumps all of them. Tr- just the Gates of Hell alone. Uh, we're not even getting into Deep Red or anything like that. Just the Gates. If I do not have the Gates of Hell in my life, I don't want to be alive anymore. That's that simple. I have a painful, wretched life that I suffer through every day, and the Gates of Hell is that... <laughs> Boost of morphine. All right, keeps just because we're talking about it now, though, on the topic of your horror, does it piss you off that so many people are into it now, or think that they're really caught up on it, or really into it now that Suspiria has become a thing that I don't people give know a, about? I don't. I don't give a fuck. I don't think about other people at all in my life. Yeah, I didn't even know that was a thing. Yeah, because really? of that remake. Uh, even and, before the remake, oh, yeah, when well, Suspiria yeah. was added to Netflix, people started freaking out about Italian horror and saying yeah. how much they loved oh, yeah, it and I, shit. I, people, people tell me about like they talk to me like, oh, like people act like they're into the, like I don't, I don't care. Like I don't. That's never in my mind. I don't even talk to people like they're human. Why the fuck would I think <clears throat> about how they think? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, is that am I am I off? Does that does not sound like me at all? No, it no. just means that <laughs> yeah. you're you're a special person who is able to completely disassociate yeah. themselves from yeah. humanity is that, is, altogether. And I be- I feel better for it. Sorry, yeah. like 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 I don't give a fuck if some fucking bearded hipster enjoys Lucho Fulci. Now it does not change my fucking relationship as like a fucking ten year old with him. Fair enough. Yeah. Yeah, I you know like I've been holding that guy's hand since you know I saw a zombie as a fucking fat little piece of shit, and that's <laughs> never gonna go away. I don't give a fuck if you know some blogger dude gets some people hyped on him now. Like I don't even that doesn't even cross my mind. Fair enough. Anyway, <laughs> what's your favorite Argento movie, by the way? Yo, anyway, this fucking guy, his favorite Fulci movie is House by the Cemetery. Isn't that fucked up and weird? Remember when we saw that on 35 the other, yeah, what was it, was like amazing. a few years ago? I've seen it on 35 yeah. twice now. He, that's his favorite one. I can understand that. It's not mine, but I can understand I that. I don't get it. I don't get it's it. It's not the one that I think is the best. Why? It's, it's just sick. It has so much awesome shit. Yeah, it. but it it's just the one that I find myself reaching for most of the time gates of hell is is god level gates of hell is in my top five horror movies there's n- never when gonna be shaken off dr freudstein <laughs> puts the kid's head against the door while the father's axing it down and that's then, god level yeah hell. but the, you saw that in gates of hell with the fucking katriona mccall when you hear the, the, the recording of the old guy who killed himself yes and just like the blood yeah. blood <laughs> blood that's god yeah. level too freudstein's house Lures me I'm in like sorry. an infernal uh, magnet. Every all of his good movies are god level stuff. It's just Gates of Hell is the one that has it's the, it's, the guts it's, and the maggot wing oh my and gosh. like everything. Yeah, and 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 like it's the one with the most necro atmosphere. But would you give someone shit for saying the Beyond? No, 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 no. I won't give shit for anybody for for any of them. But it's just the no, just me. Has, yeah. yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's what you're there Dare for. Dare I say the mu- the theme from House by the Cemetery is the best one of all? No, Gates of Hell has the best soundtrack. Mm. Which yes, yeah, you yeah. Mm. It, it, the Gates of Hell is 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 
probably my favorite soundtrack for a movie ever. That's crazy. That's not crazy. That makes so much sense to me. There are so many fucking sick, killer, creepy ass fucking that the very beginning when when the fucking you hear the scream and there's boom boom is the gloomiest, <laughs> most dismal, eerie, haunting piece of fucking music ever put to film ever that trounces anything. Carpenter, Goblin, all, all right, those guys. All right, never, you're getting ridiculous no, now. That is, and that doesn't even mention the ooh theme. That is fucking perfect. <laughs> this, you do have a point with the, the, yeah. the, the scream. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. Yeah, I've had this argument with strangers in my head a million times. <laughs> <laughs> That's how, like, I've had that same strange, like, oh. argument with strangers about the best album beginning of all, of all time of any genre is Show No Mercy. Wait, what? The, the best... opening of Show No Mercy is the best opening of any album. No, no, that's not even Slayer's best opening. No. Hell Awaits and Angel of, and, 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 no. and Angel of Death Definitely are not. better. No, the opening itself. Oh. Just the first ten seconds. No, because the hell awaits. Wrong. It. No, hell awaits starts fucking perfect. No, show no mercy starts better than anything else. I've Joe, be the tiebreaker here. My heart stops every single time I start show no mercy, and that scream comes in right into a solo. Hell awaits just starts with that fucking weird abyss of hell, and like you're just gearing yeah, but you it's up. Easy to do I'm kind of numb to, to hell, the Hell Awaits opening. Yeah, but you, how many times well. do you listen to Hell Awaits? A lot. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's, that, you know. I listen like, to Show No Mercy a fair bit, too. We can't even get on this topic. He yeah. thinks South of Heaven's better than, than Rain and Blood. <laughs> I'm fucking out. <laughs> on the, on the flip side, Max thinks Metallica is better than Megadeth. Well, yeah, one of them. <laughs> Normal human breathing people. Yeah, yeah, that, that's the exact type of people metal is not for. What? All right, contact details. <laughs> Late Night Psychorama <laughs> at gmail.com. Night spelled N I T E. Instagram, Facebook, uh, and then what is it? The PFPN.com? For- yes, www.thepfpn.com, the Prescribed Films Podcast Network. For other horror podcasts. Yes, go check everybody out. Probably there. much better than this. <laughs> Got to be. <laughs> All right, guys. Good night. I'm on my way to go see us. You do that. See ya. Good night. Good night. Good night.